Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. I'm Eric Von Hessler. Herman Cain taking a well-deserved vacation, but we know that you want your Jamie Dupree fix, and so we have Jamie Dupree. Jamie, how are you? Fine, Eric. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. I love being on with you. Can I tell you, before we start talking, that uh, I have so much respect for you, and we've only talked a couple of times. You do reporting right. I'm not saying this just to blow smoke here. You are, uh, to me, the reporter that I trust the most to give me just the straight poop and let me figure it out. So I wanted to throw that at you before we get started. Well, thanks, buddy. I was just downstairs here in the Capitol trying to figure out what's up with the situation in the race for Speaker. And near as we can tell, the pause button really has been pressed for about the last 10 days. When long lawmakers left here it was 10 days ago october the 9th and everybody said well we'll wait and see what paul ryan does well paul ryan hasn't done anything in 10 days i mean i know there's these stories out there he's open to it etc but as of right now there's still no puff of white smoke saying yes i'm ready to get on board and ready to run for uh the office of speaker and so uh tomorrow the house will return i think wednesday morning republicans will have a meeting and we got to start finding out sooner or later yeah. because Speaker Boehner wants to leave by the 30th, which sounds like it's a long ways away, but it's just a week from, you know, it's yeah. the end of next week. It's a week from Friday. So, my, you know, my sense here is this is about the Freedom Caucus, which is the, basically sure. the Tea Party uh, people on, on the House. By the way, I think this is a bit of a black eye for the Tea Party because you dethrone the king and then you don't have a plan to succeed the king. And it says to me that maybe you're not ready to do the governing. Now, Paul Ryan, the only reason he's kind of holding out right now from my point of view, is because he doesn't want to have to deal with these people. Is there any way to get them at the table together? Well, it's not that, that it, in, in a sense, it's not that he doesn't want to deal with them. He just doesn't want to, I don't, I don't think, want to be dictated to by right. them. You know what I mean? Right. And because obviously they have, uh, they being the more conservative members of the Republican Party who sort of in the Tea Party kind of realm, they would like to see some institutional changes made in the way things are done in the Congress. It's part of this is about procedure and how bills are brought up and what gets votes and what does not. And then also they'd like a little more say in the way that things Mm -hmm. happen there as well. We've seen historical instances of this where there have been rebellions against a speaker that has been too, uh, I guess, too top-down in terms of management. Uh, You know, the other difference, though, is that there is a distinct difference between sort of the Tea Party side of the equation and the establishment side on strategy, on Mm -hmm. how you best enunciate those views of Republicans and, and try to bring them into reality in the Congress. Yeah, if, you and, really, well, if you really break it down, sorry to break in here, but if you, if, you, if you break it down, the establishment is really focused on the White House in 2016, right? Don't, don't make waves that could hurt us getting to the White House. And whereas the Freedom Caucus is, hey, we've been waiting long enough. We want changes right now. Yeah, I think some of them, too, in in the establishment look at it and say, look, we don't have the numbers. And to the Tea Party guys, it's like, hey, fight harder. And the establishment guys say, there's nothing we can do. We're not going to get this done. And the Tea Party guys say, fight harder. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. You know, you have a valid point about the Tea Party guys not having their candidate. They do have this guy, Dan Webster of Florida, who, when you look at his record, is certainly not as conservative as either John Boehner or Kevin McCarthy. But he's a guy who talks about how, if he became the speaker, he would make things more open, more people would get votes, and etc. I'm not sure. I still would look at him as a long shot more than anything else. But if Paul Ryan runs, 
I think he could win. The, the issue would be, would he be subjected to the same difficulties in dealing with the Freedom Caucus as John Boehner had after just a few weeks? I think that's very possible. Yeah, well, you know, mixed uh, into all this, of course, is this debt ceiling situation that has to be dealt with in the next two weeks to raise the amount of money that the the government can go into debt. A lot of Republicans say, well, you got to get some kind of deal from the White House in order to do that. But, you know, the White House knows that there is this split amongst Republicans, and they know that they can hold out and try to put pressure on the GOP leadership to not get any deal. And they know that it works for them two ways. They can blame the Republicans if there's any problem, and they can also cause a further schism between the establishment and the Tea Party guys. Yeah, we keep banging up against this debt ceiling, and I, I don't I, I don't know this the answer to this question, but that, that law was put into place at some point, that we had this debt ceiling. It seems to me a useless piece of... of it should just Why don't we just get rid of that? Well, we just, and I understand the argument of people who say, well, if you don't raise the debt limit... Then you force the federal government to figure out a way not to spend as much money. On the other hand, it is true to say that the debt limit has to be raised in order to deal with things that have already been approved by the Congress. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, Eric? Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. the, a little of it is further you know, in the future, but most of this is because of stuff that has already been done, been approved by the Congress. My question and, is, can we, can we just get off of this carousel? Can we just no, I don't think so. I just think that that's where we are right, right now, yeah. and that you know, there are some, and this is not a criticism, this is just the plain truth, they see it as an opportunity to use it as leverage to try to force change, and mm -hmm. you can't blame them because well, there's not many opportunities opportunities to do that and i think some of the, the the freedom caucus guys would like to see a more aggressive stance by the gop leadership you know they did that in 2011 they got that deal that resulted in sequestration that both parties really don't like but they were able to force that i'm not sure we can get to that again but we got the next two weeks along with the speaker drama to figure out what we're going to do you know, you're there day in and day out do you get the sense that the freedom caucus since boehner said he's leaving and since the whole mccarthy thing went down do you feel because you've been there a long time do you feel that they're getting stronger in their positions or are they getting a little bit weaker and going to have to come to the table Where no do you feel i don't they think are? they're backing off at all and and i just think that they would like to get if you could find a way to give them some of the internal procedural reforms that they want which really are not a big deal outside of this building then you might be able to pick off a few of them uh, to vote for a Paul Ryan or somebody else. But I, I just think that they feel like that they've got the leverage here, and they do. They haven't used it before. They threatened it, but they've never gone all the way. Now, here's an interesting thing. What if we're still sort of at loggerheads over all this, and Boehner sticks around for a little while? Right. I do think the, that the Freedom Caucus might move then to force him out. The one thing, remember, if there's a vacancy in the Speaker's post, nothing else gets done here mm -hmm. until you fill that job. You cannot bring legislation to the floor. So think about that as we're getting close to the debt limit. What if those yeah. guys decided to force Boehner out officially with a vote? That's why over the weekend, Nancy Pelosi signaled, I think, that if there was that kind of threat, they might even uh, uh, do their votes on their side to make sure that Boehner wasn't forced out in the short term. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's interesting with Boehner. I wonder if there's some thought up there amongst uh, establishment people or even people who just don't want to take the chances if Boehner is already unpopular and he's on his way out, why not just go ahead and let him do the unpopular things, raise the debt ceiling, compromise the president, and then he leaves? Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing that I think a lot of people were believing might happen. But the problem is, with only 10 days really left in his time here, mm -hmm. there's really not much room for that. Uh, I could see maybe the Senate advancing a bill to raise the debt limit, sending that to the House, and Boehner bringing it up, and most Democrats voting for it, and say 40 or 50 Republicans voting for it and getting that done. But again... 
there uh, I think that the, the the Freedom Caucus looks at Boehner and wonders, is he going to try to do anything? They do have that option still to force him out with the resolution that would vacate the chair. If they want to, it's sort of like their nuclear option. If they want to, they could certainly try that. But they've always already shown that they don't have anyone to get into that chair themselves. No, so I re- mean, Dan Webster, I've known uh, right. him for a while since he's been up here. Very nice guy. Uh, he's got their support. Is but he taken seriously? He's a long whole? shot. Yeah, he's Look, a long- he's a... He, there's, I, don't, I, don't, I think it would be wrong to say you shouldn't take him seriously. He's a serious guy. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting broader support, it hasn't, you know, I, I covered the Florida delegation as well. And there are a number of Florida Republicans who are not supporting Webster. Mm-hmm. And that tells me a lot that they don't see that as a long term answer. Could I- it turn out to still be that way? Sure, it could. The other weird part about this is Webster is in danger of being redistricted out of his district, basically, mm-hmm. by the Florida legislature in a fight that's going on in the courts there over redistricting. And his new district, which would be up for election next year, could be one that has a lot more Democratic votes in it by the time we get so there. So he could be very temporary even if he got there. Exactly. So it's just... I, I, I I, don't, I think the Republicans run a little risk here. I'm getting out of Washington, D.C. and just into the way that people look at politics. You know, they're busy. They do their jobs. They don't follow it the way that we do. I think it seems weird to people that a guy who the party said, we believe in him to be the vice presidential candidate just a few years ago, suddenly isn't good enough for the party to be the Speaker of the House. I think the people who don't follow politics all that much just look at it and say, you know what, they're a mess. A couple, few years ago, they were trying to convinced me that this guy should be the vice president of the United States, and now you've got a bunch of Republicans saying we don't want him to be Speaker of the House. Well, the further irony is they wanted him to be the VP to Mitt Romney because a lot of people were worried that Mitt Romney was not conservative enough, Mm -hmm. and so they wanted Paul Ryan to pull him to the right. And now you're right, just uh, three-plus years later, somehow Paul Ryan is seen as not being conservative enough. Again, I don't think Ryan differs that much with the Tea Party guys, but in terms of uh, will he be aggressive, would he use all the power that you have in the Congress and not just sort of say, well, we're going to lose that vote, so we won't do that. I can see both sides on this. But again, sooner or later, you're going to have to organize and agree on someone. I mean, if if you don't want to, you don't have to. We could go through uh, dozens and dozens of ballots. We haven't done that since the 19th century around the Civil War. Oh, it'll be fun. Let's do it again. Listen, why not? (laughs) And and all you do in that situation is you just vote day after day after day, and nothing else gets done, which actually, for a lot of people, Eric, would be just fine. They'd rather not have the Congress do much of it. Hey, look, if the government's doing less, that's not necessary necessarily a bad thing but i mean as we as the republicans kind of the republicans are trying to convince america that they should be running the country in 2017 and i think the way that the sausage gets made is going to be noticed by people and i think that has to be kept in mind uh by reasonable people but i want to ask you a question i get really involved in the minutiae of stories and sometimes wonder about things that no one else does so indulge me for a moment here so at first they said that we could keep the government open till november 5th then they just changed that to November third. Which department went on a spending spree? Who, who well, this went? is not this is not keeping the government open. The debt limit would I'm be sorry. a question. A yeah. question of how much debt can be paid off, you know, right. went without new borrowing, and right. so that changes sort of every, you know, every day basically because right. sometimes it's just like our own checkbook. Sometimes big bills come in, sometimes small bills come in. Sometimes you're much more flush in your bank account at the beginning of the month than you are in the middle than you are afterward. So that's uh, well, that's why it's sort of gone back and forth, and why they moved it from the fifth back to the third. I also think they moved it back to the third probably too to put a little more pressure on the right. Congress yeah. to. Get get something done right around Halloween. And uh, very quickly, do you know about this, is this clock kid going to be at the White House today or tomorrow? The kid who built the clock in Texas, supposedly? 
you know, I have not. Uh, I have not right. seen anything about that. I will tell you that uh, we've got a uh, a congressman from Pennsylvania named Brendan Boyle who has just tweeted out in the last uh, few minutes. Quote: I have a very good source close to Joe that says VP Biden will run for president. Oh, so. Been, that's who, been that's been going in that direction in the last forty eight hours. Who but, knows? Maybe that's yeah. where we're going. Well, you look. He ran. He's run like seventeen other times. Why not run again? He might win this time. Who knows? So we'll see where that goes. At Brendan Boyle, I'll tweet this out right now at Jamie Dupree. Thank you, Jamie. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And Jamie, of course, will be with us again tomorrow at eleven oh six. So don't go into convulsions because Jamie will be there for you. <laughs>